Hello, everyone. I'm Laura Ellsworth, welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Rick and Joni Holm. We are here to answer your medical questions, so give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. With us today is Dr. Deb Johnston, ready to answer our medical questions. Dr. Johnston's specialty is family medicine. She works with the Avera Medical Group Brookings and volunteers as part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. Good morning, Dr. Johnston. Good morning, Laura. It's great to be here today. Thanks for being here with us today. As I was driving over listening to the radio, Bob reminded me it's the last day of summer today and moving on to fall officially now. So... But it does well, feel that way out there this yeah, morning, which is kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. Yesterday got a little warm. So. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I know that was a little send off to summer yesterday. Yep, I feel yep, like there you we go. got to just like, oh yeah, <laughs> summer. Here we oh, go. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> nice and warm. Well, this week we are focusing on suicide prevention because September is Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month. Uh, I don't know about all of our listeners, but I feel like I've been hearing more about it this month. I've been hearing about things on the radio, things in the news. So um, hopefully all of us have been hearing some things about Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month. Uh, And we're going to focus on it this week in our Prairie Doc topics um, as well. Dr. Johnston, why, why do we need to spend a month thinking about focusing on this important topic? Because it is an important topic. Yeah. Um, you know, there were almost 200 people who lost their lives to suicide in South Dakota last year. And, of course, those numbers vary um, and may very well be an undercount of the people who actually died to suicide. Uh, and nationwide, it's a huge problem. So, um, you know, any preventable loss of life is a tragedy. And I think there's a particular tragedy to suicide. So I think if we can be aware of this and aware of the risks and more tuned into the reality of it, uh, maybe we can save some of those lives and uh, save some of those families. I mean, it Losing someone to suicide is is really devastating. It's devastating to, obviously, the family, the people who loved um, that individual, but it's also devastating to people that uh, you wouldn't identify as being so close to that individual. I know um, not, well, <laughs> in in my, uh, my memory, it doesn't feel that long ago, but we've had a couple physician suicides in our community. Um, and, you know, the, the second of those physician suicides, I was here and um, did not know the individual very well, had liked him, um, But when he died to suicide, I was absolutely devastated. I felt horribly guilty uh, for no rational, logical reason. Uh, But I was absolutely devastated by that. And that just made me so much more aware of how far-reaching the impact of suicide is. Of course, my loss was absolutely nothing compared to the loss of his his wife and his children and his siblings and and his mother um, and everybody that was actually close to him. So if I felt so terribly devastated by this, 
how must they feel? How must pe- more people who um, had a longer standing relationship, a closer relationship? And it just goes to show how far into the community the loss and the trauma extends. Um, and of course, there's the individual themselves who's no longer here and has had that huge loss of life and potential and um, everything else that we all should have. So w- I think m- increasing that awareness, um, increasing our uh, sensitivity, our alertness to those warning signs, uh, increasing helping people feel empowered uh, to take action and maybe try to prevent some of these tragedies um, is worth the effort. Yeah, absolutely. Um, As we talk about prevention, uh, I know there's a campaign going on right now um, called Ask Ask the the Question. question. (laughs) Yes. So um, tell us more about why that is such a great tool and something we can all do um, when it comes to suicide prevention. So for a long time, historically, there has been this hesitation, this idea that, well, if if we talk about that too directly, they're going to get ideas. That person that I'm worried about might get ideas as if you know, if if they're going to think about suicide, nothing you don't say is going to keep that from happening. Um, so there was this big idea that this is something taboo, something we can't talk about, something we can't ask about. And I think it plays in a lot to the stigma about mental health issues and uh, suicide in particular. Um, and that's simply not true. It's simply not true that you, by asking someone about suicide, you are going to make them think that, oh, gee, maybe maybe that's a good idea. Maybe that's something I should do. Uh, instead, you're going to express to them that how they're feeling matters. Uh, and, you know, people, so not everybody's going to confess admit that that's something that they've been thinking about Um, but sometimes people are just waiting for that moment for someone to ask that question Uh, and that gives you that opportunity to step in and um, help them get through this point in time interestingly the majority of people who make suicide attempts but survive do not go on to die from suicide so it is not an inevitable outcome. So if you can help get this person through this crisis, that may be, I don't want to say the end of it because that makes it sound like it's a, oh, well, we just got to flip this light switch and, and it's all over and we're we're off to the races, which is not at all true. Mm-hmm. But um, the point being that it is not an inevitable outcome and if we can intervene, if we can get the person the help that they need, if they can take those steps, um, it may totally change their life. And it may be a very long life Mm -hmm. to come. And certainly spare yourself the guilt Mm -hmm. (laughs) that you may feel for not taking action. Mm-hmm. and spare that family that trauma it is losing someone to suicide is a trauma like no other mm-hmm. um, it is really really devastating um, I have family members who have lost someone to suicide and 
they're still not over it. Mm -hmm. It may be years later, and not that you ever get quote-unquote over a loss, but it is still an everyday devastation in their lives. Um, A lot of people who are considering suicide legitimately believe that their family would be better off without them. The people that love them would be better off without them um, because depression lies. I like Mm -hmm. to tell my patient that depression lies to you. It will make you believe things that are simply not true. Uh, So they may legitimately believe that the world is a better place without them, that there will be so many things for their family that are better off without them if they just weren't there. Um, And it can be really hard to get past that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, so an important thing in preventing suicides is for all of us to be comfortable saying, to someone that we're concerned about, are you thinking about suicide? And as you mm-hmm. said, that can just open discussion and opportunities for help. Uh, when I first started working after college and grad school, I worked at the Helpline Center, mm-hmm. uh, which answers the suicide hotline for South Dakota. And at that time, I, I don't know what it is now, but at that time, when someone called the suicide hotline, we answered the phone and and said, hello, are you thinking about suicide? And that was the first thing we said, and it just laid it out there, you know, as we answered that call. And if the answer was yes, you know, then we could start talking about that and connecting to resources that might be available and appropriate for that person. And if the answer was no, then you can talk about opportunities too. and um, Find out what what the need is so that you can figure out how to help and address that but yeah I mean boy if if you're gonna die by suicide nothing else matters in that moment than Mm -hmm. keeping that person safe and getting that person help right right well it's time for us to go to our first break we're gonna spend more time this morning talking about suicide prevention and resources that we do have available in our community and in our state if you have questions about those or any other medical topic, Dr. Johnson is here to answer our questions. Thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. You can call us now at 605-692-1430 with any questions you would like us to address. 605-692-1430. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Tobacco can lead to tobacco, nicotine dependence, and serious health problems. Quitting smoking has immediate as well as long-term benefits for you and your loved ones. Make the decision to be smoke-free. Stopping smoking is associated with many health benefits. If you smoke, call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. That's 784-8669. Or call the Avera Medical Group Brookings for help to quit smoking today, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Deb Johnston is here answering our medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. September is Suicide Awareness and Prevention Month, so we are spending some time this morning talking about this very important topic that 
unfortunately, most of us have a connection to. Absolutely. Right, yeah. To some, it may be a very close connection. It may be a more distant connection. Um, when my father-in-law read the uh, Prairie Dog Speak Out last night, um, he started talking about a childhood classmate of my husband's, and that was uh, somebody he had not been particularly close to, but it was and many years ago, but it was still a very traumatic thing for him. Mm-hmm. So there are some resources that are available to us if we're having thoughts of suicide or if we're concerned about someone and we just feel unsure. How mm-hmm. do I approach mm-hmm. this? What do I do? So what are some of those important resources you want to highlight for us, Dr. Johnston? Probably, you know, the, f- the first thing I think um, – to consider if you're talking to someone and they admit those uh, thoughts of suicide is, you know, keeping them safe right now, mm-hmm. uh, right in this moment. Uh, and that may mean uh, needing to do something urgently. It may mean needing to take them to the emergency room. Uh, it may need mean needing to secure guns. Um, and it may be something, well, yeah, I've you know, the thought has crossed my mind, but not something that, you know, they've already taken the pills or, or something of that nature. Um, so uh, South Dakota, like the entire nation right now, has the uh, national hotline that's mm-hmm. been relatively recently launched, the 988 hotline. Um, and that is a good option. Um, getting someone uh, to the emergency room, to their doctor, to, uh, you know, you shouldn't feel like, well, you need to figure out yourself um, how this person is doing, what, um, you know, what they need at this very moment. Uh, What they need from you is a listening ear Mm -hmm. um, and someone to um, help them understand that they do matter, how their feeling matters, how their feeling is important, and that there is hope that they're not going to keep feeling this way forever. So getting them connected with other resources is a really important step. Um, Avera has launched their mental health urgent care uh, at the psychiatric behavioral health uh, hospitals. So, you know, that is always an option for someone if that is a, you know, obviously that's not going to help someone out in Rapid City very much. uh, But people that are close enough, you know, you know, you can go in and and get that kind of assessment and that kind of help. Um, Most communities have a, a nearby mental health center here in Brookings that's East Central Mental or Behavioral Health or the Ivy Center. They've gone through a couple of different names in the time that I've been here. But uh, those regional mental health uh, centers are are nearby pretty much everybody, maybe not in your own community, but in a not in an easy commuting distance. Uh, so that is another source of uh, income-based sliding scale fee assistance for people Um, and of course their own doctor can can be a resource and a help too Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, that phone number I just want to emphasize that is 988 so that's kind of a new number they went to this three digit option which it's 911 for mental health emergencies yes yes so 988 and that's for for anyone so you don't have to be like, is it appropriate for me to call or not? Yes, you may call that number. They are there to help um, whether you're 
someone having thoughts of suicide or if you're having thoughts of depression and just need to know where to start to reach out for help or if you're someone concerned about someone and just need to talk it through to know how to help a loved one and to figure out what your local resources are right so and that is true no matter where you are in the country so uh, if I am in Hawaii if I am in Alaska if I am in Maine if I'm in Florida uh, if I'm in the Midwest here I can call that number and they will be able to help me find the resources that are local and convenient to me. And my understanding is you can also text that number as well. So for some of our younger population, yes. they can connect yes. that way there, as well. Yes, there are some support services available by text and I'm not positive it's the same number okay, though I, right. I need to look that up for tomorrow night because yeah. I don't or we'll just ask Dr. Stanley tomorrow yes, night so yes yes yeah, but so yes that they you do not have to make the phone call there are um, services available via text yeah Well, it's time for us to go to our next break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605-692-1430 with any questions you may have. 605-692-1430. Prairie Doc programs are available as a podcast. Just look for Prairie Doc wherever you get your podcast. Today's program will be added to the podcast soon. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Everyone should have smoke alarms and carbon monoxide detectors in their homes. Carbon monoxide is an odorless, colorless gas that can cause sudden illness and death. Take a few minutes to ensure your alarms are in good working order. Replace the battery at least once a year. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Deb Johnston is here to answer our medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. September is Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month, so Dr. Johnston is filling us in on some important things we can do to help prevent suicide and support people who we might feel um, are, are having depression or thoughts of suicide. Uh, so it's some great information. And we had a question come in, Dr. Johnston, with mental health being so important, how can we get primary docs to stress mental health? That is such a good question. And it is, um, you know, I would say that mental health care has been a real weak point in our health care system for a long time. And part of that is the whole idea that mental health and other health, mental health is different from the rest of health care, that it is a different silo and, and never the two shall meet. Um, and that is something that historically has kind of flowed through our culture, the idea that there's something different about mental health. It wasn't that long ago that uh, we had to fight for parity in mental health services compared to, you know, services for heart attacks and cancer and asthma and and all of those kinds of things. We want to put mental health in a different silo. And insurance companies wanted to put mental health in a different silo so that they could have separate caps and separate um, limits on how much they spent on health care. And I think our system is still struggling with the legacy of that. Um, The system is starting to change. They are starting to uh, 
try to encourage, try to, um, I don't want to say force, but emphasize the importance of screening for mental health issues. Uh, They are now routinely doing screening at least once a year for depression issues. Um, And I remember when they started doing that, feeling a a little skeptical myself. Primarily because I, you know, mental health is something that's near and dear to my heart. And, uh, you know, I think any of our regular viewers or listeners probably have figured out that, oh, it's a mental health show. It's going to be Dr. Johnston. Um, so it is It is something that I, I think I, I am more aware of and maybe more tuned in and more willing to go and walk that walk with people than a lot of of other clinicians and so when they started saying oh well we're going to do this universal screening I remember rolling my eyes and thinking well that's silly because I'm really good at picking up on depression and mental health issues and I don't need to do that well (laughs) turns out we did (laughs) and that that hit home to me very shortly after we started doing this when uh, my nurse asked the screening questions of a gentleman that has I delivered children for his family and I had known him for a very very long time and when she asked those questions we were both shocked mm-hmm. um, because he had lived with this for so long that he had just gotten really really good at putting a nice mask on and I couldn't see through that mask I didn't see through that mask I had no idea how severe his depression was, how long he had been living with it. Um, And by asking those screening questions, we were able to identify that, hey, this this gentleman is is really suffering, and we were able to help. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he is not to say that the walk has been smooth and easy and there have never been setbacks or anything else, uh, but... You know, he he will tell you that he now has a lot of joy in his mm-hmm. life, and uh, those terrible thoughts he'd been having um, do not occur to him on a daily basis the way they had. And that was just a really good message to me that, yes, we need to do that screening. And they're starting to talk about screening for anxiety, which is another important mental health condition that we see. Um, But again, it it takes time. It takes time for the system to change. Uh, Also, you know, with mental health issues compete with all other health care issues for the demands on of time and resource. Uh, And in my opinion, we've not as a society done as well as we should at dedicating those uh, time and resources to mental health needs and issues. And that certainly has been particularly aggravated by the pandemic and the um, stress that the pandemic has has put on the system. And of course, the pandemic has definitely aggravated mental health needs and concerns. That is a secondary victim Mm -hmm. to the pandemic. So yes, we need to um, encourage that. And what I would encourage you to do, what you can do as an individual outside the system is make your concerns known to your, your elected representatives. They need to put more funding 
We need counselors. It is a desperate situation for having trained, capable people ready to help. Um, in non-emergency situations, it can take months to get into a counselor, and that's that's not okay. Mm-hmm. That is just not okay. Um, so we need to train more psychiatrists. We need to train more therapists. We need to put more money into the system to write a paycheck for that person who is going to provide those services to have that person available to hire. So, and we need to demand of our elected representatives that they keep that idea of mental health parity alive, that that we cover mental health issues with the same urgency, fullness that we cover heart attacks and cancer and diabetes and broken legs and hip replacements and all of those other things that there's just been traditionally very little hesitation that we need to cover this. Mm -hmm. So what you can do is make sure that our elected officials know this is important, this is a priority, and we need to make sure this is well-funded. Right. All right. Um, Dr. Johnson, we had another question. Just All right. In. How can you help someone when they don't want to socialize or they don't want anyone to come into their home? That is a very difficult issue. And, you know, it's important to recognize that this, too, is all part of that depression lies thing. Um People often get very insular. Uh, they are very resistant to the things that they may need for in terms of socializing and, and contact. And um, I'm going to assume that this is someone where the caller is concerned about that individual, that this is uh, something different from them, because there are certainly people that are introverts and don't have the same... Um, Um, pressure towards socialization that that other people might. So I'm going to assume this is someone that the caller is worried about, um, that this is a new thing, that they have other symptoms of of mental health issues. Um, The number one thing that I'd recommend is that you keep trying, that you keep trying to get in touch with that person, that you keep reaching out to them, um, and not to try to change them but hey just checking in how you doing thinking about you um you know yes you may need to ask some hard questions sometimes but what you don't want to do is make it seem like that's the only thing that you care about about them um you know try to engage them on their on where they are if you're really worried about them if you're worried that they're stockpiling pills or doing something else in in a plan to hurt themselves, then by all means, um, 988 is a great avenue to get you hooked into resources. Uh, If you are worried that they have taken those pills and they're not answering the door, um, you know, I have been known to call law enforcement for a wellness check on people. And I know that can be Um, that can be scary Mm -hmm. because we hear a lot of reports uh, about wellness checks where law enforcement engages and the situation deteriorates and um, the person for whom you were trying to get help now ends up 
injured or or killed in that confrontation uh, and uh, you know that is certainly a very scary situation and certainly very scary for that law enforcement officer too uh, which is why I think you know having um, additional assistance for law enforcement where they may respond to those things with a counselor at their side would would be very beneficial um, but my my message is keep trying if they you know keep trying to you know send a cute meme or something else to engage with that person to let them know that they're valuable and they've not been forgotten okay Dr. Johnson, thank you for all this great information today on suicide prevention and awareness, and we're looking forward to learning more tomorrow night on your television show. You have two guests coming in. We do, uh, both uh, psychiatrists with uh, with University Psychiatry at Avera, and I think it's going to be a great show. All right. Well, thank you. And I just want to put out there one more time before we wrap up. If you or anyone you know is struggling with thoughts of suicide, 988 is the phone number you can call for help. 988. Before we go, please be sure to tune in to South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television and the Prairie Doc Facebook page for On Call with the Prairie Doc most Thursdays starting at 7 p.m. Central. This week on September 22nd, Prairie Doc host Deb Johnston will be discussing suicide risk factors, warning signs, and prevention with Dr. Matt Stanley and Dr. Vivek Anad from Avera Medical Group in Sioux Falls. So tune in tomorrow night on SDPB Television to learn more. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and will listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube for free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library. Visit www.prairiedoc.org and look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Dr. Deb Johnston for joining us today. And as Dr. Holm would say, stay healthy out there, people.